As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Owen and Baru's Barbecue. We are back and fresh off the grill this week, we have jupa, that yummy meat from the giant worm-like beasts that live under the surface of planet Silos. <laughs> this week, uh, we have Nick as always, and Chris unfortunately had an accident, and so we have subbing for him, the one and only Jay of the Jay and Jack Empire. Is it is it too soon to say karma is a B to uh, <laughs> for, of me for slipping down the stairs and then uh, doing a Facebook Live about how he could go down the stairs without falling? Is it too soon? I, I want to know when I can make fun of him for it. I think you can make fun of him immediately because that's what I thought. As soon as he told me he fell down the stairs and possibly broke his shoulder, I was like, this is so karma getting you right now. <laughs> that's that's what you do. You do not make fun of somebody for their accident, or else it will happen to you. It will be fall upon you. So, uh, but no, Jay, we are happy that you are subbing in for Chris, um, and uh, you bring so much uh, Star Wars knowledge as as far as a toy collector yourself and uh, a fan of the, the movies. So, yeah, I feel like I, if if there would ever be a toy section to the show, I would be the the toy the toy guy because that's definitely if i had the part of the fandom that i was really into that would be the part of the fandom but, but. before we even recorded we, we spent about 20 minutes on toys and about another uh, 40 minutes just getting the show started <laughs> so um glad to be here i'm a big fan of the show so thank you for having me on of even course second episode but i'm a big fan of this show <laughs> uh, um so uh I, I do have a, a couple things to to cover this week. I, I, I painstakingly went through uh, some news, some rumors. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, last our first episode, our first official episode, we covered the uh, the last uh, Jedi trailer. Um, but to kind of come back to um, come back to the Star Wars podcast with some news and kind of some recent events, there's always something going on um, in the Star Wars world. Am I right? Disney era oh, Star Wars world, yes. It is. It's nonstop. That's part of the reason why we wanted to do a podcast, I think. 
a good mm-hmm. actually a good episode would be that 10 year like dark ages from like 85 to 95 when there was nothing star wars nothing. oh my gosh i lived through that it was, it was <laughs> we all did imagine now but there was a period where there was nothing except for the rpg oh, oh man uh yeah, um and and heir to the empire man when that came out that was that was just like this yeah. break in the it was the iceberg hitting the Titanic because well maybe that's not an apt metaphor <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it is true it is true though because like I I know me because I was sixteen when uh the the uh, the ninety seven editions came out in the theaters and I grew up watching Star Wars you know I was born in eighty one. And I grew up with the toys, and, and but like by the time the early '90s came around, you know, you're into Ninja Turtles, you're into He-Man, you're into so many other things. And then right at the right time for me, anyway, Star Wars came back, and it's just like ah, oh, and so you you remember all that stuff. It's kind of like when Transformers came out, even though sadly that I don't really care for those movies. But the first time I heard, uh, 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 what's his name, the main Peter Collin, Peter Collin, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> the, the, the Optimus Prime. The first time I heard Optimus Prime, yeah, Peter Collins does the voice. Yes, yeah. when and when he spoke in that first movie, I w- teared up because that voice. I had not heard that voice since I was a little kid, oh, and it yeah. was just like, oh my god! Like all these memories and emotions just yeah. came flowing back, and I was just, oh, your mom waking you up in the middle of the night with a scary mask. All of those memories. <laughs> yeah, not, not not quite. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's happy place, not uh, yeah. It was the happy place. It was where I went and cried. You know. <laughs> well, before we get derailed into Transformers uh, <laughs> memories here, because uh, I feel like we could talk about a hundred different things, but we're here to talk yeah. Star Wars. Absolutely. Uh, and I have a lot of different notes here that I wanted to kind of pass on to you guys if, if, if uh, you guys have heard this or uh, you know maybe the listeners haven't. Um, but uh, first up on my news tidbits here, uh, Kylo, it's the fastest growing Star Wars name for baby boys. Can you believe this? I saw that. Like, I, I can't see my. I mean, can you can you really see yourself as a parent like yelling, "Kylo, get your butt over here!" Like, it just. No. <laughs> it's just that's tough. Like, what's like what's how how many kids? Or it's just like that's the most popular. But like that's just like it it. it it's, I feel like you're just dooming your child at that point. Like it because it's like to uh, be a petulant little uh, bastard that yeah, but like everyone's like oh your parents must be Star Wars nerds I don't know maybe I'm just self-conscious but like when Colleen and I were thinking names for Zach we were like we can't have anything that was a name on Lost because people just like make fun of us for having oh. so like I don't know like I feel like that's a that's a tough sell for the kid like he turns 18 and he'll be just as whiny as Kylo because you named him Kylo <laughs> Well, this is a, according to the Social Security Administration. And uh, in, in over the span of a year, Kylo went from, and I can't believe that this was actually on record. He was prior. on there before? Yes. Wow. He went from 3,269th most popular name to now the 901st most popular name. Yeah, so pretty low. Yeah. Uh, the claim is, is that it has less to do with the moral virtues of uh, killing your father. And. <laughs> So more to more to deal with the sound of the name. So Kai and Milo were also very popular boys' names. So uh, they kind of fit together. My, uh, Milo was on our list, and then our parents like said, "Oh, we hated this Milo kid." So that's when we stopped telling our parents the names that we liked. They, yeah, that's always a that's always a good choice. Yeah, you, know, you think it's going to have like a Michael Bolton effect, where it's like you know you can just call me Mike. You, know, you just call me Kai. Kyle. 
you know. Kyle. Yeah. Kai is actually kind of like Kai. Oh, that's a cool. Kai. I'm Kai. Well, because yeah, like, like a surfer though from like yeah, Hawaii. Like, yeah, Kai, man. <laughs> Gnarly waves, bruh. Yeah. Uh, because like like um like David Crosby named his son uh, the one he had in the late nineties Django after like Django Reinhardt. Oh uh, right. And this is be- right. but it's spelled with a D. You know, it starts right. with a D. But then two thousand two came along and you have Django Fett. So it's like, would you be like, crap, I'm not named after Django Fett. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I would imagine, yeah. But it's a DJ, so I feel like you're okay. Yeah, but Shaker Reinhardt's one of the greatest guitarists of all time. So anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Now with Django Unchained, it's less of a confusion. <laughs> That's true. Uh, one, one more note for this uh, little name news uh, moment here. Uh, Ray is also just as a popular of a name, but um, what's interesting is that it, up until 2016, it was, it was used primarily for boys, and yeah. it wasn't used for girls. And then now it's switched and skyrocketed, obviously. So, no, I, I, I like Ray better. I think Ray's a good name. Ray's a good name. Yeah. 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 No, I like also, Ray. It's also a Ghostbusters name. Yeah. <laughs> it's a right? Like Luke Vank, you know? We get it. We get a train going by? Uh, yeah, that's, that's the Star that's Wars Indiana. train. That's Indiana, ladies and gentlemen. That's Indiana. The sounds <laughs> of the summer. So when there's sirens, it's the sounds of LA. But, um, yeah. Yeah. When there's chainsaws, it's Jack outside Jay's house cutting down trees. <laughs> he is a tree hater. Uh, he is. He is. <laughs> there's plenty of trees for him to cut down here. So. All right. Up, up, up next on my, my news notes here, I have uh, the uh, – and I, I don't know, Jay, if you've seen this or not. Uh, I know Nick and I briefly talked about this, but um, it's kind of made the rounds a few weeks ago. But the mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars told in the style of Sgt. Pepper – Princess Leia's stolen Death Star plans, which is awesome. I, I have not heard it, but it is. It has been a popular topic. It is. It is awesome. Like I, I saw that link get put up somewhere, and I was like, "This is gonna be so lame," and it's awesome. You know, because there's definitely a few tracks where like eh, that didn't really quite work, but for especially the beginning of of the Sergeant Pepper, and then the, yes. with a little help from my friends. It's, it's done exactly to each scene, each shot, you know, and, and so like you can actually, it's almost like a play. It's actually more of a concept record than Sergeant Pepper. Okay. It's just <laughs> it, it, uh, that's a bold statement. That is a yeah. bold. It goes Sergeant, farther. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Sergeant Pepper really isn't a concept record. It is considered the first, even though Pet Sounds, is, Pet the Sounds first. is the first. Pet Sounds is the first, but like Sergeant Pepper gets all the credit. But uh, aside from Sergeant Pepper and Billy Shears and then the reprieve at the end, that's really the only part of the concept. The rest of those songs could be anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but as in like this, it actually it's a Star Wars. It's a it's a it tells the story all within yeah, the, with the music. That's so fair. it's it's good. And I. I before I even saw it, like me and Matt were talking, like before I even saw the ending, I was like, I guarantee the crescendo at the end of uh, A Day in the Life will be the Death Star exploding. And sure enough, it was just the, the piano hit. Of just, what, was, what was Day in the Life? Like, what was the, uh, like, what, what was its parody or whatever? Uh, you, of course, you'd ask. For oh, it's right. like, you know, it's like, I, I, I read the Death Star plans today. <laughs> you know, like, it's like that, you know, like, and it's, it's good. I mean, everything goes along. It's kind of like, uh, I, I was surprised by some of the songs that I liked better in the Star Wars version than the Pepper version because uh, I've never been a, a fan of. I, now don't don't hate on me, people. But you know, whoa, never, whoa, whoa, what are you going to say right now? <laughs> I have never been a fan of "She's Leaving Home," so I would okay. just say that. Um, and 
they paired that up with he's leaving home and it's Luke going back to our title of, you know, this podcast, you know, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. I was going to ask, like, on the, the name list, where's Baru and, uh, and Owen on the uh, the Social Security names list? That's oh, <laughs> that's what matters. <laughs> uh, I do not have that. I, I didn't have a full, full print out of all the Social Security Administration lists of, of names. But, um, but no, they, you know, what's nice about the, the I think it was done by uh, Ninja Palette or Palette Ninja. Is, is the guys that did it. They recorded all of those songs themselves. Yeah, and they did a great job of production it's and everything. Yeah. Amazing. Instruments yeah. and stuff too? What's Sorry, up? What, what, Jay? They played the instruments and stuff too? Yeah, they yeah. played all of the instruments. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, they're, they're not all there, but like as in actual instruments, I think most of them are played on keyboard effects. But, yeah. you know, but it's it's still really good. Like the only song I think felt flat to me was uh, Losing This Guy With Diamonds because I just, I didn't, Thing. it felt forced to me because like I uh -huh. was I was thinking of lyrics I thought were much better than the ones they came up with because I, I could easily say you know, you know picture yourself on a desolate planet with you know again they didn't do yeah. that though it was something else I was like oh man but that's perfect because even c says that like what a desolate place this is like it would have fit perfectly and they didn't do that and I was like oh okay jerks the thing is like Lucy's got you have to be like a right level of high to get that song right probably mm-hmm <laughs> get you to that place that they weren't willing to go to well <laughs> I, uh, I I do agree with Nick there were some songs that kind of didn't quite hit as, as what I wanted them to uh, but I was surprised by the ones that did uh, like fixing a hole uh, mm -hmm. was, was based on uh, like these you know D Vader's on the Death Star and he's talking about being surrounded by these gray walls um, and uh, what what's nice about the timing of it is that the 50th anniversary of Pepper is I think June 1st, and uh, the 40th anniversary is uh, May 25th this year. So yeah. Um. Anyway, um, I think it's worth checking out though if you if you haven't seen it yet, uh, at least the first two songs because I was definitely like, walking around singing Princess Leia's stolen Death Star plans like, <laughs> as, as just a song on itself. <laughs> so. Um, all right. Um, next up, uh, I had, uh, the, uh, this, this little kind of news tidbit that I ran across, uh, which, uh, was about Padme and apparently she had a much edgier role in, um, yeah, Revenge I of the Sith. This, but I, I had, I didn't read into it. So, okay. Well, I'm here to read it to you. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, I just basically took the quote from Ian, um, Ian McKay, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And this is this is his quote. Anakin leaves. Moments later, in come the Separatists, and right uh, behind his back, Padme is starting the rebellion to overthrow him. Because Padme can see um, that he is becoming a monster, at the end, on Mustafar, when she goes to see Anakin, she has a knife in her hands. She gets off the ship with the knife. She runs up, throws her arms around him, and he lets and he lets her. She's got the knife to Anakin's neck, and she's going to kill him. Um, and again, he lets her, but she can't do it. She loves him too much to stop him, even when he becomes the monster. So, That's so better than like Anakin, you're breaking, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> 
going down a path I can't follow. <laughs> wow, was was that Natalie Portman on here? I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that we queued up the sound effects for that. Uh, um, See, like I, 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 I mean, episode three is my favorite of the prequels, but I yeah, still no. think they, I still think they boshed it in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I, I don't think um, Padme should have ever known that Anakin turned bad. Like, I mean, she could have heard rumors. You know, we should have never seen Vader uh, ever. You know, we should have. Uh, wow. But how do you? Uh, how do you not show? I, I like seeing Vader. Not show. Because yeah. like, it's fan. It's fan service. Because it, you. Jay, you cut out. What? I'm sorry. How do you? How do you do that? How do you? The whole point of the prequels is to show him become Vader. And you don't show Vader? How do you not do that? Because you have to. no, no, <laughs> you could have easily. It just had him, you know, something blown up or, or have him burned up, and that's it. And because it, it would preserve the whole f- belief that Anakin is dead, and then the the twist at the end of Empire would have been still there. And then Padme is sad, you know, from according to Leia because she believes Anakin died. You know, you could have easily had just shown Padme with one baby in her arms in the final scenes there, not and not dying, just having her holding a baby. And then hmm. you could have uh, the next cutaway to having Owen, I mean, uh, uh, Ben Kenobi, giving the other one uh, to Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. And you would have thought, audience would have thought that's one baby. Like, it's the same baby. You know, oh. like, uh, and then it would preserve the, t- the twist of Leia and and Luke being siblings. I mean, there's so many different ways to have done it, I feel. Uh, you know what? That's smart. Nick, that's really smart. But that's <laughs> smart with the way they handled the twins. Like, I, to your point, because I was, uh, yeah, that's that's really smart. But I, 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 I think Jay's, I think Jay's pandering to you. But uh. <laughs> no, 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 I, I think that's that's a good point. Like, how would you make the prequels to where it still keeps the big reveals of the original movies intact if you're watching? one through six i see that's a really smart like way to look at it and i i think that's that's a i all these years of watching stars and the prequels i never i never thought of that but i still i still don't know how you don't show him the mask being put on him for the first time that was such a that was such an awesome moment and which was ruined a few seconds later by (laughs) but but like how do you not show that mask being put on but think about think about this way jay if you watched one through three and then you think Anakin dies at the end and that's it. Like you think, okay, Anakin died. That sucks. He died. And then the first time you ever see Vader so far anyway, is in rogue one. You have no idea who he is. You're like, who is this guy? No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But the fans know who he is. So like, yeah. it, it's good if you're the first time watching it one through six, which I like the concept, but I just don't know how, the fans are going to know they're going to be pissed that you didn't show the masking. But that's what I mean. Like, I, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't like fan service. I mean, that's, that's another good. reason why I didn't really like, you know, uh, force awakens that much. Uh, I, I, I like some of it. Like, uh, like you take rogue one and the fact that, uh, red five dies in rogue one. That's why yeah. Luke gets red five. Like, that's so cool. Why is there no blue wing? And, you know, in episode four, because blue wing goes to the surface, you know, and all dies. Like, that stuff to me is clever fan service. Yeah, that's fair. I, I will say that the, the one thing that I wish that they would have pushed further, uh, that, that's not even fan service, but I think that it could have led to that, like, is who did Sire 
Luke and Leia is that I wish that they would have played up maybe Obi Wan and and Padme's. I wish they would have played the love triangle mm-hmm. because like, Obi Wan like had a thing for Padme. Yeah, yeah, or that maybe Padme had a thing for Obi Wan. This I, is a yeah. This is kind of a uh, I think a discussion that Matt read me arguing is that that's the way I've always envisioned. Well, well, even the, that moment when the, he comes off the ship and and he's and then you see that he's jealous of him. I think if they had played that up throughout the trilogy even further, yeah, I, I think that it, it would have paid off more so as an emotional beat. Um, yeah. And then also, it, it could still be a one of those you know because there was even a theory back back in the original Star Wars and, and Empire that Obi Wan was actually Luke's father. So. Hmm. I, I don't. I don't know if you guys. Have ever... But again, you're 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 asking George Lucas to be able to convey more than like child to teenage emotions, and that's that's not in his wheelhouse. My my argument has always been that Lucas lost sight of the story he wanted to tell, and I I felt that the prequel should have been Obi Wan's story with yes. Anakin, and the, the same way that Luke the original is Luke's story and the overall arc of the six is Anakin's story. The same way Vader is in the background of the original trilogy, Anakin should have been in the background of the prequels. Cause I mean, little stupid things like why would you bring a kid to the Jedi temple and then bring him back to a battle site? It makes no sense. Leave him at the Jedi temple to be on it. And there's just so many little, little things like it would have been much more of a mystery if we didn't know Anakin the same way we don't really know Vader. Yeah, and like what's going on? I I still feel like Nick, we we need to have a podcast where we do. How would we rewrite the prequels? No, I've already done. That. I've already done that. I'll send you my copy sometime. <laughs> um, well, we we do have another topic to get to. Okay, I feel yeah, like it's just as heated. I have just a couple other rumors that I wanted to touch on. Um, and and I can tell that that Nick is fired up. <laughs> He's running the grill tonight. He's the chef. No, I'm, I'm just the server. So the rumor mill, uh, you know, is that Ian uh, McDermott uh, is. Wait, Ewan McGregor? No, no, McDermott, the the emperor. The emperor. Oh, the actor. uh, This is a a new, a new little rumor here. uh, Is that he is going to lend his voice to Rebels season four? So for those Rebels fans, I think think this is the last season of Rebels, and so it makes sense to have like some some in-game stuff in there. Yes. I was very excited to, to, to read this. Of course, there's, there's no uh, stamp of like, yes, he is at this point, but I think that if he does appear, uh, you know, season four is obviously the season to do it. And we don't know the fate of um, the, the main two Jedis from Rebels, Kanan and Ezra. So do they mm-hmm. live? Do they die? So, um, so really fun, riveting stuff to watch with your kids like me. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I try and just catch the highlights from Rebels, you know, like where, um, what's her name finally faces off with Vader, and yeah, it was good. That's season finale, of season two. Oh, yeah. we so were season cool. three. I mean, no, season two. Yeah, that was yeah. so good. Uh, still, still my favorite. Still one of my absolute. Favorites. Yeah, so I, I try just to catch the highlights, but I have not um, to make sure I'm a, a current, but. Yeah, because like I, I originally wanted Ahsoka to die in the Clone Wars because it would make sense. Like you know, he lost his mother in Episode Two. He loses his apprentice in the Clone Wars, and then he loses his wife in Episode Three. It's like it would have been a perfect thing of like everything he does, he loses, and it's like, right. it makes sense. But they didn't, and I was glad because I liked Ahsoka coming back and seeing that kind of con- confrontation of like, oh, oh you know. yeah, 
the payoff was was really good and the music and the way that they they yeah. you know just it was very japanese as well um mm -hmm. just like their standoff and and her fighting style is just um an incredible um is everything just a derivative of seven samurai is that just how it goes like just pretty much. <laughs> yeah um, they did. They did. It wasn't. It's in the Clone Wars. I think they did an episode that was basically a parody of the Seven Samurai. Yes, they did. They did. Um, among the other rumors here, uh, Woody Harrelson apparently says that. Um, well, if you if you've seen anything that he's he's talked about the uh, the Han Solo movie, he's really jazzed. I think he's just happy to be a part of this movie. Um, but he also That's claims that he's. I think he'll say that regardless, right? <laughs> I've I've heard that he is uh, off of the, uh, the Mentos. So no, that's not. He's not Woody Harrelson if he's not smoking <laughs> weed. That's not exactly. That's true. Um, but apparently, he he claims that he's a good guy. So we will see if if that is true or if that's just a foiler. Um, I'm just picturing his character from Kingpin as like the the character. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how I pictured as a Solo's influence. That's how I pictured. I, I picture him as as basically an expanded role, like from uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That first five minutes, where, um, you know, um, oh, you know, the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and he gets the hat, you know, and mm -hmm. yeah, 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 and it's like that guy's a bad guy. That's kind of what I imagined Woody Harrelson's character would be to Han Solo. But. This belongs in a museum. So do you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. More rumors. I'll, I'll just kind of finish out. Uh, I have two two other ones. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Um, he he keeps petitioning and and you know coming out and different. You know, I, maybe people just want this so bad that they just keep asking him. But he's well, been very adamant that he is ready to do a Kenobi standalone movie. I, I think is yeah because like there's a rumor that he's supposed to be in Episode Nine. I guess probably like a force ghost or something. Hmm. And that's why like they're not confirming anything because there's some kind of supposed thing that's going to happen that was a big reveal. It's supposed to be in episode nine. And I don't know, you know, there's all kinds of clickbait out there and you, you don't know oh, what happens. I'm, I'm trying to stay as spoiler free from episode eight. And uh, the, the latest rumors are is that there's some shocking thing that will, that will reshape the way that we think about star Wars altogether. Um, I assume yeah. that it's time travel. I assume that Ray is a clone of Darth Plagueis. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> nice. I like this. But I, I would, I would love a standalone Obi Wan movie with Ewan McGregor. So yes. Yeah, me too. And uh, I have, uh, as as a reader of these Star Wars Marvel comics, I have loved the standalone Kenobi um, storylines as well. Um, every time he pops up in a in a storyline. I've enjoyed those. Oh yeah, did you see? Did you see the the fate of Darth Maul, Jay, and um, Rebels? Oh, no, like that's I want to. I, I was it good? It, it, well, it's it's it's, it. it's it's gonna be a letdown, but it's also really awesome at the same time okay. because uh, it's the first time old Ben is kind of showing. It's, up. Yeah, it is old Ben, and the fact that it it makes you like the same way with Rogue One makes you rethink parts of A New Hope. This yeah. episode as well will make you rethink because like. Obi-Wan in this episode shows with one stroke that he still got it, you know, yeah. that he's still Obi-Wan. And this is really not that far off from a new hope. And so, when he's, and so when he's fighting Vader, which now compared to the other movies, was an actual lightsaber battle. 
you can make the argument of both Anakin and Obi-Wan were holding back or that his goal was never to defeat Darth Vader. It was, you know, it was to basically show show Luke the way and let it go. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. If you if you get a chance, you know, watch the episode Twin Sons. It can stand alone on its own um, as far as the rebel rebels, um, and you do get to actually see both the Ewan McGregor uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and the Alec Guinness Obi Wan Kenobi all in the same episode. Um, so they, it's uh, it's kind of cool. Um, well, the for the for the standalone out uh, uh, Ewan McGregor, do they do they kind of Alec Guinness him? Where they hmm. just make him look more old Ben than like it would that be the standalone? I think you could, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just make him all gray for sure, and then just yeah. add a few wrinkles, and I think it'd be perfectly believable because they have the same nose. I mean, they showed that like in a a picture thing that they have a lot of similar face features. Yeah, so, so I think he could pull it off. No, I mean, no, the the accent though, and the actual way he phrases words that yeah. could be a bit tough. Yeah. The, the only other rumor that I've heard uh, based around this Kenobi standalone movie is that Disney, you know, they mapped out the Star Wars movies until 2030. I don't know if you guys had heard this. Yeah. Um, and uh, this kind of goes along with what uh, Nick has heard, uh, but that uh, they basically, they don't want to say anything about Kenobi or do anything about Kenobi's storyline until the saga, until episodes eight and nine are done. Really? Um, okay. So that's... Which I, I will say some of the stories that, you know, we have to wait so long for episode eight and nine to just, you know, get out there that I feel that some of the other stories that they're doing kind of hinge upon that. And so we're not getting as much Luke and Leia storylines. Um, uh, well, so, okay. So eight's this Christmas. Do we know what the following Christmas is going to be? If they're trying to do this once a year. Han Solo. Is so Han Solo is the one. Yeah, and then actually, I think that might get moved to May. I know, I know, episode nine is coming out in May. Yeah, instead of December. Really, I see. I kind of like the Christmas releases the past. I couple. have two. I have two. I've liked the Christmas releases, and I've and I've liked that. Um, you know, it's something to look forward to to, to take the kids to at Christmas. Yeah, like it's yeah, because just like it because it's kind of it took the Lord of the Rings kind of spot because that was like every Christmas, and the Hobbit too is kind of that. But I I kind of like the big event. And kind of Christmas time at the movies, um, so I, I wouldn't mind if they kind of stuck to the Christmas schedule. I, know, uh, like, I think I, I think a lot of that got messed up because of Avatar, but I think Avatar even got delayed now too. Yeah, because they didn't want to compete Avatar. Star Wars with Avatar. Avatar ever going to come out? That's... <laughs> yeah, apparently there's a trilogy, there's a quadrilogy there's already. Like nine, is it nine movies or something? I don't know. Anyways, it's they're all going to be filmed that. underwater. I just, I just don't get it because, I mean, to me, I, even though I, I somewhat liked the first one, it was like, oh, it's Fern Gully. It's The Last Samurai. It's Dances with Wolves. I've seen this yeah. story a billion times. But. Um, he asked among them, but he is not one of them. <laughs> uh, all right. Last of the rumors that I have to, to talk about here. Uh, I read that uh, uh, Pablo Hidalgo, um, who's, who's basic. oh, there's the train. Um, he has confirmed that Darth Vader's lightsaber fell down the Death Star's reactor shaft at the end of Return of the Jedi, and it was destroyed in the explosion, so don't expect it to resurface. So I thought this was an interesting, interesting. Um, 
rumor to rest, I, I should say. That's what it is, because he confirmed this. So this is actually not because it was in his hand. And his hand was chopped off. So mm-hmm. right. and it goes down the chute. Yeah, because because yeah. he has the arm resting on the on the on the yeah. rail, and so when he yeah. cuts it off, it goes down the tube. Yeah. But I always it's one of the things that just East not Easter eggs, but one of the things that always irked me that after that scene, if you look at the actor who's playing Vader, like there's a little bend there where like you can clearly see like his hand is like <laughs> in the but suit. They they should have just hired an amputee. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I thought it was an interesting uh, rumor to put to rest because I guess there were some that some people that had speculated that Kylo Ren's Kyber crystal was actually Vader's. Um, and there were, there were other kind of speculations as far as um, his lightsaber. So, uh, I, I, My theory about Kylo's lightsaber, I'm just going to stick to this, because if you look at it, it's a really crappy design. you know. And I have a feeling that we might see this in this coming episode. I, I would like it if we did, uh, where like Luke is trying to teach a young uh, Ben Solo uh, how to focus to create his own lightsaber, but he doesn't have the mental discipline to do it. And that's why the, the, the blade is unfocused. That's why it has that flame look to it is because he didn't have the ability to concentrate to make a good lightsaber and put the crystal well, where it needs uh, to be. It's a cracked kyber crystal, right? And that's yeah. Yes. The vents to, you know, they they look cool as the cross guards, but it's the, the yeah. ostrich because it's an unstable crystal. But if you look at the, even the hilt too, it's got like wires on the outside, not on the inside. So it's clearly a hodgepodge. It's yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but you're right though about the the cracked crystal. I think we talked about this uh, actually in our in our very first prequel episode of Owen and Brews Barbecue when we did our review of um, Rogue One. Rogue One. We talked about it. Back then. Um. All right. So. On to our main discussion topic. This is something that uh, we actually have two emails that we'll get to uh, after maybe we discuss this. Uh, but we had had one uh, on the last episode, I believe, uh, which is what order, for, for people that are just coming to Star Wars, what order do you recommend for a first-time viewer to watch Star Wars? So it's kind of a, a big nebulous thing. Like, how do you start with the chron- chronological, you know, one through... One through three, Rogue One, and then four through seven. Um, do you go by the release date, uh, which is how I've seen them? <laughs> uh, machete cut. You just say nope. You know, just cut out. Uh, um, what is four, it? F- four, five, cut out one, two, three, six. This is the machete cut. Okay, thanks. I knew one uh, of us would know it. I, <laughs> yeah. It's tough because, like, for me and a lot of people, you know, my uh, our age and older, like, it was release date. That's what we had. Um, I at no point do I think in order one through seven should be the way you do it. Yeah, I I did that one time um, to a friend that's thirty now. I think he'd never seen any of the movies, and I said, "I want to try this out. Um, I want to do it one through six. And he actually never saw Palpatine being the emperor. That was a total shock to him. So I, that to me is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see if any surprises were there. And that's that was one. But he, he agreed he didn't really like the prequels that much. He thought they were kind of too cartoonish and a bit corny. But, I mean, they're all corny. But uh, yeah, They're all kids' movies. But, they're kids, yeah. Um, so did he – because I wonder if the reveals of Palpatine 
scene and then like uh, Anakin and everything are those as good as kind of the reveals of the original? I just, I don't know if those reveals. That's, it's kind of like what we were saying earlier, like the, the course the Vader is totally not a surprise. It's not a surprise to many people anyway, because they pretty much everyone knows just from pop culture that Vader is Luke's father. Yeah. But, but uh, that was not a surprise to him. But yeah, I, I don't think, cause he saw Anakin cause it's, he's just so whiny. And oh. so like, he's like, I already seen him going bad. So I'm like, okay. Uh, but yeah, the only one that was a surprise to him was, yeah, it was just Palpatine. Huh? Yeah. Well, and I guess that goes to what you were saying about, uh, you know, there's a better way to, to maybe edit or, or that Lucas could have done episode three so that the reveal or the surprise of Luke being Anakin's son would still be there. Also goes to you know, that, that feeling that I get where, what about the love tri- triangle? What about, uh, you know, could it be Obi-Wan's child, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so, but, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think that there are some people, you know, uh, believe it or not, that are starting with the most recent movies. You know, they're just jumping into episode seven and then working their, their way backward. Or um, they're seeing Rogue One for the first time, and that's their first Star Wars movie. Would, would you think that that would be a, a good way well, to start? Machete it was before Rogue One and all that. So, like, would you say rogue one before new hope because they tie in and that's been around the internet where they kind of just splice them together or whatever mm-hmm. rogue one just goes straight into new hope so well like, yeah i actually really want to do that i want to show someone rogue one first i know some people have thought that's a, a completely idiotic idea but i i, I think it, it it's interesting because you in that movie you have no concept of the force you have you know and you don't know it, to me, it could be any action movie, really. It's just the idea of trying to defeat an evil empire by getting these plans. And so it, it, it leads right into it. And then you're given, I mean, yes, you see a little bit of it with Darth Vader, but just a hint. And then by the time you get to A New Hope, you see it with Obi-Wan introducing it to yeah. Luke, and like what this concept is. And so it's a more of a slow reveal of what this yeah. force is. I, I think that would be a really interesting way to watch it. Yeah, exactly. And, and it doesn't. It even it even adds to Darth Vader's menace, you know. Like, and it really, um, yeah. I just, I, I would be curious to see like a machete order where it's Rogue One, four, five, two, three, seven, six, seven, or six, seven. No. Yeah, you mean well, you said you sorry, said sorry. Rogue One, four, five, and then I, I'm, I'm kind of more along the lines of. I don't know, maybe Rogue One, four, five, six. And then if you want to watch the prequels, go back to them. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think, yeah, they're necessary, really. Uh, like I said, I've rewritten them, so I like my versions better. <laughs> so. I, honestly, Nick, you kind of just hinted at I, I like your versions better, too. Because, <laughs> no. okay. yeah. um, I mean, yeah, yeah the tough part of the prequels is it's just... Because I... So, I, I I I have not gotten the prequels on Blu-ray. Actually, I don't even have Star Wars on Blu-ray because Lucas, for some reason, decided that the stupid no to Return of the Jedi, which oh I hate, not want the, that Blu-ray set at all. But um, so the DVDs are the the highest quality that I have, and I put in Re- Re- Revenge of the Sith on on our, on on a, our Blu-ray player, and just like I couldn't make it past like the first the first act where it's Dooku against Anakin. I was like, I, I couldn't even make it past that. Like I was like, eh, I haven't seen revenge in a while, even revenge, which I would consider the best out of the prequels. I couldn't even make it through. Huh? 
I, well, retrospect. There was such a there's such potential with revenge, and I think they really messed it up. And and first mistake they made was killing off uh, Darth Maul in Episode One. Yeah. Uh, because that was a really cool villain and it would have been much better to have him at least in just two episodes instead of just the one. Yeah. Uh, because like Dooku kind of came out of nowhere and he really weren't ever scared of him or thought he was a threat. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And then you kill him off at the very beginning and you're introducing this other character, which is uh, uh Grievous, which is a really cool character. Right. And, and you make him kind of lame in the movie. Whereas if you watch the original Clone Wars cartoons, yeah, he's awesome. Yes. And now, the original, we're talking about the Clone Wars, the what I think they call the animated series, maybe? Is that yeah. what they call, yeah. they call it? Yeah. Samurai Jack is the guy that did. Yes. Uh, and like, I remember, I remember watching that. I was like, oh my God, General Grievous is like insane. Yeah. He killed like, what? He, when they first, he killed like three Jedi or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, like a couple of Padawans and then like, yeah, like one Jedi, I think. Um, but yeah, like he just comes out of nowhere, like leaps down that Padawan, pulls out all four lightsabers. Yeah. You're like, Ooh, who yeah. is this? You know? Yeah. Now, I, I will, since we're, we're talking about how, you know, I keep saying like we should save it to another podcast. Why not now? <laughs> I, I always felt that the prequels should have just started off with Clone Wars. The first one should have been called Clone Wars. It would marry up with the fact that the first episode four is called Star Wars. I know it's called A New Hope, but start it off. And we should just start in knowing here's Obi-Wan, here's Anakin, you know, Master and Apprentice. Uh, and, and we follow them through the Clone Wars. And episodes one, two, and three should have just been... The war should have just been going on. So, and I think that there's something about not having to have the political setup. Uh, if you want to write a book about that, that's great. But, but that's what Lucas wanted. He wanted the freaking trade. Well, that's what, yeah, he, he was going with classic story arcs. And yeah. so like the, the prequels are supposed to be the fall of the Roman empire. That makes sense. Right. Cause like you see it, you see it with the pod races, that's chariot, chariot races. You see the, uh, the Coliseum at the end of episode two, uh, and that's basically, and then the, the third one is the final act of like, this is the fall of Roman is kill Caesar, which, you know, they don't really kill Caesar, but that's kind of the idea of it. Ascension of Caesar before kill Caesar. When right. It's like the episode six. Right. Okay. Um, but, but right. to me, changing it from a Republic to a emperor or empire. Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like the rise of that. And then to me, cause you see it in the original trilogy, the technology has stayed stagnant. It's more of a rougher, dirtier, grittier time. So to me, that's like the dark ages after the Roman period has already right. ended. And yeah. then, so you really should have, for this next trilogy, which they didn't do, if you're following that kind of way Lucas was going with it, this should have either been either Shakespearean time, the Renaissance, return to technology, or you could have gone a little bit more like the Crusades type period. Uh, but anyway, it's still a return to more of a civilized world and and you i would have enjoyed that more of uh like a shakespearean type story but i mean you're a history buff though yeah I mean, that's you, me you have that in your background and I, I and i like that analogy i love that analogy every time you've mentioned that I've, I've always been like yeah that makes sense i really like how those things line up um i guess for me i just want it to you know i feel like jumping into the action i think that the success of clone wars both the animated series and the um you know, I mean, the, the six, six, six seasons, I guess, five, five and a half seasons that they did. Uh, yeah, you're right. They're, 
they're not perfect. Not all of the episodes you would need, but I felt like somewhere in there, <laughs> somewhere in that uh, that range of being along and and learning their friendship uh, along the way was more enjoyable for me than anything that that occurred between those two characters that I saw on screen up mm-hmm. until you are my brother, you know, up until that moment, you know, all of the clone wars action and, and their friendship, I, I really enjoyed. So, yeah, uh, like I, I, I totally agree. I, I, cause in, I guess just it's the way Alec Guinness delivered that, that line when he's explaining who his father was or how his father died. And he says, you know, he was the best star pilot in the galaxy, but the last little like, and he was a good friend, like the way he delivered and he was a good friend. The movies never captured to me that feeling of sincerity that he said it. And the Clone Wars cartoons, I think finally gave a lot of people the Anakin we wanted. And you you did see elements of that friendship. And and I was like, yes, I'm glad that we got that. And they never finished the Clone Wars, but I am glad that there's something out there that that makes me go, this is the Anakin I wanted. Yep, exactly. And because even, because again, we we watched Revenge of the Sith recently. Like even then they're they're trying to like say that they're close friends. I'm just like, Hayden Christian is so dry. I can't, I (laughs) I don't even feel any emotions here between the two of them. It's like, yeah, and I, I hate to blame Hayden Christian for that, but it's I also blame just the fact that not, there's like nothing real in any of those scenes except for the humans that were acting in it, and it's just it's got to be hard to try and perform in that environment. And yeah, Miss, missed opportunities. That's where the machete cut, like even or even, I could just to your point, uh, Matt, just like avoiding the prequels altogether. It's just it's it feels out of touch, you know, ten years later now. Uh, over 10 years later since revenge right what was revenge 06 2005 2005 so over a decade now like the the originals on i have the originals on vhs looks better than uh the prequels look on dvd like it's just like it just it just hasn't held up for me at all no well, I, I agree with you, Jay, 100%. Return of the Jedi, it's awful to hear the no. It's awful to see Hayden Christensen as uh, Anakin at the end. I feel like all of the, the things that they added to Return of the Jedi. Um, oh, you mean, oh, you mean the, uh, you oh, mean yeah, the are you talking about? I'm, I'm, jump, I'm leapfrogging way back to. So, so when, uh, for some reason, George Lucas decided that the scene that was perfectly fine where the, Vader decides to to kill the emperor. He has to say no. Like, yeah, wow. it, it, oh, did, that, it didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. And and but the only the only arguable case I have heard for the no for Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi is that it completes the string of some major character yelling no in all six movies. No. Yeah, because <laughs> you have you have Luke, you have Luke in A New Hope. You have uh, Luke as again in Empire Strikes Back. You have Vader in Return of the Jedi. You have Obi Wan in Episode One. Uh, forget who does it. In two. I'm just gonna use those when telemarketers ask me stuff. No. <laughs> and then, like the same as with like with having Hayden Christian be now the ghost at the end of Return of the Jedi. The only now redeemable thing that they can do is if, by some chance, which I wouldn't want him, if they put him in a new episode now, to where like the ghost of of Anakin is talking to Kylo Ren, saying like, "Sure." You're, you're doing it wrong. That makes sense in the fact that like someone could go like, "Oh, look, here's here here's Ghost Anakin at the end of Episode Six. Now he's in Episode Eight or Nine. 
You're like, okay, that makes sense. So there's that cool concept art where they had kind of Anakin as ghost Anakin and also kind of showed, it was like Hayden Christensen and it kind of showed like a Vader mask too. Like it was kind of cool concept art. It was in one of the or something. I know, I know which one you're talking about. It's really, yeah. And I, I I just hope that uh, Disney gets it together and they finally release Ah. versions. I I thought that this 40th anniversary would be the perfect time. I don't know why. Um, I understand, you know, there's certain legalities still involved with the 20th Century Fox and all of that jazz, but come on. Come on. Just do it. Disney Um, has money. I don't know. I mean, I I have the unedited, well, not the true unedited versions, but, you know, the ones they released on DVD that were the original, but they're not the originals. Uh, but you go back and watch like like the original Sandcrawler scene and some of those, you're like, oh, yeah, I see why it, this is an improvement. And I-7s are an improvement on some of those scenes. I, I still I still would accept it, flaws and all. I, I would be like, okay, this is how it was. It'd be like watching an old Godzilla movie or, or yeah. Wizard of Oz. You know, it's like, okay, I can see the effect. I know what's happening here. You just really yeah. want to see Wolfman again, don't you? I do. <laughs> I do. Well, again, all right. When I watched original Star Wars, I put in my VHS tapes of... Yeah. Star Wars. That's how I watch it. Until I can somehow get a good version of uh, uh, a Blu-ray version of, I'm blanking on who did it, but the the remastered one, the the guy that's like it's a torrented version of it now. But like, oh right, right, yeah, they did. Um, I think they, yeah, I know what you, I know what you're talking about. It for like high def, but um, I I did actually break down and buy the Blu-ray. It was secondhand from uh, Half Price Books. Got it for a good deal for only like forty bucks. And uh, only for the sheer fact that I wanted those deleted scenes, I wanted to see those those exclusive deleted uh, scenes. Yeah. So I get it, but I'm I'm holding out. I'm holding out. All right, next out. time I visit you in Raleigh, I'm just going to bring them by so you can watch those deleted scenes. You can enjoy, uh, you know, Biggs and Biggs Fixer and, and you know, um, Biggs all right. Fine. I'm never going to get out of here. <laughs> um. Let's let's move on to the the kind of the final final act of our show here of this podcast, which is our listener feedback. Um, if uh, you would like to send us an email, uh, send it to uh, the force is well done at gmail.com. It's the best email that uh, Chris could could ever think for for us. Uh, that is the force is well done. It's all spelled out like that at gmail.com. It's a, also- shame, it's a shame he's not as good as not slipping as he is at coming up with names. <laughs> Uh, you could almost say that he doesn't slip it, giving names, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but we we kid, we kid, Chris. I mean, you know, uh, he's he's had a shitty, literally, uh, couple of days. <laughs> to to be fair, when you were sick, we all made fun of you. So yeah, I heard uh, it was like for thirty minutes. So seriously, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you, you did get crapped on a lot that episode, Jay. A lot of yeah. Maybe I still have full lung capacity, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Glad you're better. Glad you didn't die. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at, at Owen and Baru BBQ um, or on Instagram with the same name, Owen and Baru BBQ. Um, I didn't know there was an Instagram account. That's pretty- yeah, it's, like, it's, it's just me and Matt right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much is. <laughs> it pretty much is. But I do try to post every now and then. I, I posted uh, all the dead mothers from Star Wars for Happy Mother's Day. Um, and uh, if I find funny memes, I try to post them on there. And, um, you know, some of the artwork that I, that I made for Chris, you can see. Or not Chris, I'm sorry. I, I made Nick's X-Wing. The, yep. uh, My uh, Rebel. Yeah. Generally. Yeah, the Generally X-Wing. It's awesome. So, uh, 
anyway, uh, on with the uh, the uh, the emails. Um, did, does anybody else want to read these, or do you want me to? I can. I don't care. I have it pulled up. I mean, it's on the the notes. I can read one if you want. Okay, sure. Way <laughs> <laughs> to get you off the hook, there, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was just saying, hey, you know, I'll, I'll read the first one. I'll read the first one. Okay. Okay. Uh, yo, guys, just in the first episode, I wanted to give my two cents on the episode order debate for when y'all do that episode. This is it. So my girlfriend has never seen Star Wars, and we are currently in the middle of her first viewing. She is not a movie or TV nerd by any means, so I obviously wanted to show her the films in the best possible order. I've been partial to the machete, machete order lately, uh, four, five, two, three, six, which has many merits I'm sure you'll talk about at length. But now with the addition of Rogue One and Episode 7, I had to rethink it a little bit. Episode 7, I think it's fair to say, should be added on at the end of the machete order. So I decided to show her Rogue One first. Okay, so this calls out what we were talking about earlier. Uh, my reasons being, uh, first, this is a film made most recently, so someone who might be a little more closed-minded on watching movies from 1977 won't be completely caught off guard by that. Instead, they're introduced to the visual style more smoothly. I think Gareth Edwards and the team did a fantastic job of visually matching Rogue One to A New Hope, so when you watch them back-to-back, -back, it feels like they were made in the same era. Hey, and we just said that. Uh, 1977 feel isn't as jarring until you see a uh, CGI Jabba the Hut <laughs> conversation. Indeed. Uh, the other big reason I didn't mind starting with Rogue One is because it's a fairly simple story about stealing plans to a weapon that lays the seeds for a larger universe ahead. Really easy to watch just as a fun popcorn flick, which I think is important for someone who looks at watching potentially eight movies as a pretty daunting task. Now, before we watch, I kept reminding her that this movie was like a prologue to introduce her to Star Wars universe. It was just some stuff that happened that will lead into the actual story. I think it worked well. She enjoyed it, understood what was going on in the plot. Her only question that she asked her in the final battle, mind you, was, why are some of them aliens? I facepalmed a little bit <laughs> on that. Uh, but she thought it was super cool when we popped in A New Hope right after, and it felt like the next scene in the same movie. Like I said, just my two cents. Thanks a lot for this podcast, guys. Looking forward to more. May the force be with you, the Texas Falcon. Excellent. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with this. Like, I, I feel like Rogue One, start with Rogue One. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. And and I, I will just add my other two cents again about don't force her to watch the prequels. You know, you know, I would do I would do Rogue One and do the original trilogy. Stay with Luke and Luke because here's the other thing. Episode two, I know people put that in the machete order. I don't think it's as good as episode one. No, I don't yes. either. Episode one has Jar Jar Binks. I'll give you that. But uh, episode two is not as strong of a Star Wars movie. And yeah. you know, you're gonna just jump into these characters and you're gonna be like, who's that? Who's she? Why why are you know is is Hayden in the first one? And what am I missing? You know, I would just do four, five, six, seven, and then if she's interested, you know, then you can keep going with it. And that way you're not forcing her because because my wife was not really big into watching the prequels. Um, but she has been a Rebels fan, oddly enough, a Star Wars Rebels fan. So it's just the same. Yeah, because it's it's cause at least with episode one 
better for better or worse, you get to see Jedi like the actual Jedi Order. Um, yeah, you know, take out middle chlorians. It's cool to see the Jedi Order and Coruscant, and you know the the the, the fight scene at the end with the double sided lightsaber. Yeah, I mean, yeah, arguably the best lightsaber fight, like revenge yeah. and revenge, like the end of revenge and, and end of um, Phantom Menace. Yeah, the way like the original of like, oh my god, Yoda's fighting like crazy. Like in context of fifteen years later, it's like, eh, it's kind of whatever. But yeah, <laughs> no, but no, it's true. Like, oh my god, well, that's that's how I felt about Episode Seven, though. Too, like a lot of the stuff people were really excited about when it came out. I went, give it ten years, and you're gonna think it's just as cheesy as I do right now. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll find out when we podcast for ten years, Nick. In ten years, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I love Rogue One, and I hate it. I mean, Force Awakens. So, I mean, it's just different. I mean, I don't hate anyone who feels... I mean, I know people who hated Rogue One and loved Force Awakens, and I don't have any... You were, vindic- you were vindicated after uh, South Park did an entire season of, of crapping on uh, Force Awakens. So That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Oh, but I wanted to mention, because he, he talked about uh, the CGI Jabba, the, the scene that's added into A New Hope. Did you guys read um, the actor who played uh, uh, oh, Greedo? Oh, Greedo. Greedo, yeah. He recently said, because like, they'd been denying forever, because you know Greedo is in that scene. They, Star Wars at Lucasfilm has always denied that that was him. That, that, like, that's not Greedo. That's another person that is playing a, the same alien. Yeah. But, hmm. but oh, he... he, he of aliens, yeah. yeah, but he actually said, no, that is me in the exact same costume. Mm-hmm. It, now, they could have renamed the character something else, but that's still me doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay, so... Squido. So yeah, <laughs> it's, um, oh, okay. It's uh, uh, non-barbecue Greedo. Yeah. Like, like, we out, like one email left. Yes, we do. One more email to go. Um, uh, do you want me to read that, or Nick? Do you got that? Okay. Well, uh, okay, sure. I'll read it. You got your reading glasses on. That's, yeah, it's true. I'm not the best reader aloud. So okay, I, I can do it. But, but he is from the south. Yeah, I never learned to read. I never learned to read. Is that true? (laughs) Yes. Everything with the reading part. (laughs) (laughs) I I can read it, Nick. It's no problem. Okay, good. Uh, Great first show, guys. I I know I'm like a month late listening. Well, we're a month behind in giving you another episode. (laughs) But you wanted questions, and I have a few. Uh Uh-oh. One, I think this relates to this... See, I'm not a good outreader louder. Uh, <laughs> reader louder. <laughs> I talk good. Uh, the big question you wanted to save for a standalone show, movie order. My son is four months old now, and eventually I will introduce him to Star Wars. Uh, should it be episode four, episode one, Rebels, or Clone Wars animated? What do you think? So, um, well, we kind of did cover that. Uh, he's four months, so I would wait. I think I think I waited until my son was about four and I started him on Star Wars Rebels because it was a cartoon and it was easy to keep his attention and then eventually we moved on to the movies. But it, it's everybody's it's everybody's preference on their kid. You'll know the right time, I think. Yeah, like it's true. My, my, my nephew, who is about to turn nine, he watched the Clone Wars series, I think, from the beginning. So he was probably around that age, like three or 
no, he's born in 08 and I think Clone Wars started in 09. So, but anyway, yeah, Clone Wars was the first thing he watched and he loves Anakin and Obi-Wan, but just from the Clone Wars. Like he doesn't even care about episode two or three. It's just like, yeah, you put, if you, you can put those movies in, he's like, okay, but like he doesn't, he, that him, those are not his characters. He likes the Clone Wars versions. So, I mean, I think any kid though identifies with the cartoons more than the movie at first. I think it's an easier start starter, um, but uh, obviously we've, we've mentioned a lot about the movie order. He's got a couple other questions here. You guys mentioned the Dawn of the Jedi book. Uh, I've never read it. Any others uh, you'd recommend, either new canon or non-canon? I've been trying to stay up to date with the new canon ones, and non-canon loved Plagueis. Um, and uh, Nick, you had some suggestions, I think, or you'd read this? Yeah, one? like um, I've read... A considerable amount of them for non-canon stuff now i for books wise i would just say read the thrawn trilogy because that's really the only must read um even though it doesn't make sense now because it's <laughs> it's no longer canon and the stuff from episode seven now kind of negates it but it's still a great trilogy if you want to read it um okay so for books that's I like the Lost Tribe of the Sith. It's in the Old Republic. It's a really easy read. It's more kiddish, but I hmm. liked it just because it's different. Um, if you love the Clone Wars like I do, Ventress is my favorite character of any Star Wars character. I don't know why. I've always loved Ventress. Huh. Um, Dark Disciple closes out her storyline. It was supposed to be another series within the Clone Wars cartoons that never got made. So Dark Disciple, if you watch the Clone Wars, read Dark Disciple, and it's Awesome. It's a and really, I believe that's part of the new canon as well. It is new canon, so it, it is true. And I yeah. really liked it. I was really glad they ended Ventress's storyline in a really good way. It's a good book. Um, new Dawn is the prequel book to Rebels. So if you've watched... I've, have you read that? I've read some of it. haven't finished it all. Okay. Um, see, I just started it, but I'm also reading a couple other books. So okay, I, me too. I mean, I've got always got stuff that's yeah. you know halfway reading, but because right. uh, like new, I didn't start New Dawn when it, even though I had the book before Rebels started because I was like, I don't know these characters, I'm not attached to them, so right. let me watch a little bit of the Clone Wars series and then maybe I'll go back and finish it. But Clone, the I mean, uh, Rebels season one wasn't that good. I mean, some of right. it, a few episodes, and so I was kind of like. Do I really want to invest in reading a book in a series I don't really like? And so it wasn't until season two where it really started to gain momentum where I was like, okay, now I'll go back and read this book. Right. Uh, so, I agree. Um, the other book I read, I think I finished it maybe a year ago, uh, was called Lords of the Sith, which is a, a, a decent book. I would give it a solid B, maybe B plus, maybe just solid B really rating, which is um, it's in the Empire era before A New Hope, though. So it's in the Rebels era, and it's um, an, assassin at an assassination attempt on Darth Vader and the Emperor while they're doing uh, uh, kind of like a, in, what do you call it, uh, inspection kind of thing. Huh. And it's, it's actually a pretty good book. Uh, and there's one more, but I didn't write it down, but. Uh, there's there's a number of, of yeah. Of I think we'll, we'll be coming back to the, the this book topic because uh, I, I am an avid reader of Star Wars books. I am trying to finish the aftermath. Um, I'm reading the last in the aftermath, Empire's End. I would like to kind of cover that, or at least give a little bit of a book review of that series. So um, so we'll come back to that. Um, last question, just because we would like to close out the show, and I wanted to keep this show shorter. 
what standalone Star Wars story would you like to see as, as movies? Obviously, Bo uh, Bounty Hunter and Kenobi, but past that. Thanks, guys. Ross from Indiana. So This, this question could be an episode by itself. It uh, really could. And I know we talked about how much we love Kenobi. Um, and I thought about this, and I'm like, I don't know right now like what i'd like to see more of what, Maybe, is, it, is it banthans it's how many banthans died to get the next death star <laughs> the oh next. yeah to get to bring us this information uh, yeah how, it's a jedi bothans bathans bothans yeah bothans many bothans died which would i forget what race that is like what it looks like it's in it's one of the creatures that's in the cantina i forget which one it, it is also featured pretty heavy in the heir to the empire series um yeah uh, the the so the Timothy Zahn trilogy. Actually, what uh, I, uh, my answer to that question though is, uh, which I think a lot of people would want to, I want a Darth Vader trilogy. Yeah. Uh, um, and you could easily do it, like, uh, and you could spread it out over twenty years. Um, I've actually did a lot of thinking about this too, because uh, <laughs> uh, like what I would like is there is a book called The Rise of Darth Vader. I would take elements of that book to where he's hunting down the rest of the Jedi, because you can easily have Shock T in there. You can have a lot, couple other Jedi that got missed. And then at the end, because it kind of ties into which I would want to be the last of the trilogy, which is The Force Awakens. I mean, uh, no, The Force Unleashed. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. You could easily have it to where the last scene you see is him hunting down a Jedi, but then his lightsaber gets pulled from him, and it's a little kid that's holding it. And he's like, hmm, interesting. He quickly just force chokes this last Jedi, picks up the kid. And then that's the end of the movie. He gets on like a, a star uh, uh, shuttle, Imperial shuttle or something, and that's it. And then, so at the beginning of the third film, it's called like, instead of calling it The Force Unleashed, you could call it like The Secret Apprentice or something. And he is training his secret apprentice to overthrow the Emperor. You know, and I think that would just be an excellent trilogy. I mean, there could be easily be a second movie, which I haven't thought about, but like, I, I just think I would love to have a Darth Vader trilogy of showing how a Sith is trained see all the deception, see all the manipulation. That's what I really want to see. I want to see a Dark Lord trilogy. Well, yeah, we've never seen or we've never gotten really into the Sith lore and all that kind of stuff. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be neat. It's just, it, the thing is, like, with Vader, it's almost like a less is more kind of thing with him. Yeah. True, like, true. Just in Rogue One, like, really, is only five minutes or something total screen time. And it's just, but what do you remember the most is, like, that one that last scene mm -hmm. with Vader oh my god so it, it leaves you breathless that last oh like it could it would it be too much of a good thing well like okay like if you have you read the force uh unleashed okay if you you can easily find it like get the force unleashed comic uh graphic novel and vader is actually very limited in that he's it's it's more about his apprentice and his okay journey and then him kind of struggling with being a Sith because Vader keeps manipulating him and keeps betraying him. And then meanwhile, like he's kind of colluding as a spy with this not yet formed rebel Alliance. And that's what makes it interesting because at the end, uh, the rebel Alliance is finally formed on the actions of what the secret apprentice does. Nice. And okay. so it, I really liked that story. And then they screwed it up by making the force unleashed too, which was horrible. <laughs> Uh, more video games, more books is what they. Yeah, were it was a video. Yeah, it was a video game and a and a comic book. Yeah, I would like to see an Ahsoka movie, uh, yeah. or I would like to see Ahsoka in a movie. So, um, but that's that's me. Um, I feel like this question we could we could bring up to Chris and uh, and kind of 
even rehash that question. I mean, there's um, still, yeah, I mean, I would love to see um, an old Republic. Yeah, uh, that's what stuff. I was going to, yeah, yeah, when that first. The old Republic? Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many good stories with, with Revon and, and uh, uh, just yeah. all the betrayal and uh, just Jedi not knowing what the Sith are and then dealing with it and then becoming Sith. Even though they're not even Sith, they're like dark Jedi, you know, and would, then they. It's, would you guys like to see a Wicket? movie like just all about wicket like two movies about wicket and what he does with a little girl in the woods uh, blinking or non-blinking wicket <laughs> uh do, do we get do we get a, a nub nub in there sure I'll, I'll watch it if we get a nub nub okay with the return of yub nub the yub nub that's what i want i mean they, they took that out they took that's what i want <laughs> I, I i hear you that's that's why i want the un, unaltered version of return of the jedi Amen. I love that song. It's my jam. Uh, all right. Uh, that's going to close out our show. Uh, we've probably gone about 10 minutes too long. Maybe not. I don't know. We never know when we, until we stop it, right? Right. Yeah. So um, good episode, though, you know, to cover oh, a lot yeah. of ground. Um, we want to give uh, special thanks to our, our patrons uh, that make this po- uh, podcast possible. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash Jack. Um, those special Patreons. Patreons? It's patrons. It's Patreon is the website. Oh. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Oh, thanks for clarifying that myth. Uh, slash Jack. Or go to jjack.com and click on the Become a Patron link. Yeah, no, uh, Matt, you're probably used to recording with Jack, who just doesn't care to ever learn it. But Yep. That's, that's how I've learned it. <laughs> Exactly how I've learned it. So you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash Janjack. Those three special patrons that make this possible. Tack from Tokyo, Molly the Millennial, and Eckhart. Eckhart? Yes, Eckhart. Eckhart Richter. Richter. And you can also help support us by purchasing through Amazon. Uh, There's an Amazon link on janjack.com. Um, and a uh, little bit helps out all of the podcasters on this network. So Exactly. It's janejack.com slash Amazon. You can bookmark that link, and the page will look just like normal Amazon, but anything you buy, a small percentage goes to the Jane Jack production fold, which I think our payday was this past week. So Was it? Maybe. Oh, usually I get an email. No, maybe she didn't do it. She said she was doing it. So Whenever it happens, I'm always just like, hey – I'm tickled. Yeah, I got I got some so, money. <laughs> but we really do it for the love of the listener, and uh, we appreciate you downloading and listening to this podcast. Yes. So, so thanks for joining joining us on Owen and Baru's Barbecue. Uh, join us next time, where we're going to grill up something special. <laughs> May the force be with you. <laughs> Great show, guys. And One in a million. That's right. What were you going to say, Jay? Oh, I was going to say, and also with you.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.